everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i am here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy monday to you (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) indeed i don't know where that came from but i didn't hate it I'm not that I'm not that happy about it being Monday, actually. But <laughs> maybe I maybe I'm happier about it than I knew. I don't mind Mondays. You know, people always, uh, you know, say TGIF. Well, I work well. I work every day, so you know, I'm always like, well, it's Friday, whatever. It's not that big of a deal for me. But but Mondays, I don't know. It's a fresh start. Whatever yeah. you ruined last week, you can <laughs> or didn't get done last week, you can you know try and pile you it can on. Try again. Right. <laughs> That's a fresh start. Yeah. Well, we had a great weekend. Yes, we did. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. Last night we made unicorn slime. Yes, we did. I bought a kit from from Target because I am such a child when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we made unicorn slime and it was really fun. Yeah. We basically or if just... you're a 16-year-old nephew, it was really gross because he made really gross slime. Mm-hmm. super gross I gag thinking about it to be honest yeah but <laughs> however we sat around for like two hours making and playing with slime and it was just pretty dang good yeah. laughing our asses off yeah it was really fun that's what we do yeah mm-hmm. eating Chinese food yeah yeah good Chinese food we, we don't hate it so yeah well hopefully you guys had a good weekend too uh for mm-hmm. once there is there's some pretty significant uh, Dave Belvalo news. So this is a right. whole Dave Belvalo episode. We haven't done a whole Dave Bell and or Valo episode in a long time. So kind of glad to be yeah, back. It's kind of nice it. to have some new stuff to talk about. I know people yeah. that cover this case sort of in infinitum, they recycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do that. We talk about yeah. things as they're current and, you know, because yeah. we think that's weird. Uh, but yeah, this is real current, real compelling stuff. It is, you guys. It's making um, me real excited for the uh, hearing on November 29th. My birthday. Mm-hmm. That is going to be super interesting. So um, essentially, hold on to your butts because this is going to be pretty interesting stuff. But before we do that, get into Chad. Christy, there's a small update. Well, it's not even small. There's an update in Lori that's important to note. There is. According to East Idaho News... The state of Arizona has said that they are not going to extradite Lori Vallow until her appeal is complete here in Idaho. So we've been wondering what was going to happen because extradition papers have been signed by both states now. They could take her at any moment. We've all been wondering, like, is she going to show up in Arizona at some point Mm -hmm. to face charges for the uh, attempted murder of Brandon Boudreaux and the murder of uh, her husband, Charles Vallow? Uh, no, the answer is no. They're going to let this appeal play out here in Idaho first. Uh-huh. So we know she has a new appellate attorney and they are seeking appeal on, well, basis of pretty much everything in the trial, Your Honor. Let's throw it all at the wall, see if anything sticks. Yeah. Mostly it's the 404B stuff. 
um, you know, allowing in the prior bad acts from Arizona that, that are, you know, I think that's pretty much the big question yeah. is, is that going to be upheld by the appeals court? So that yeah. can take a year or more. We don't know when that will go to court. That's we're a long ways from that at this point. But what we do know is Lori's going to be spending Christmas right here in Idaho at uh -huh. the women's prison, which is about 45 minutes from my house. Oh, have fun, Lori. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> there hasn't been a new filing in Lori's case uh, since the 30th of October. So her appellate, well, they had asked for the transcripts of her case, of her trial. And so I'm sure that's uh, what they've received them now. So I'm sure that's what they're yeah. doing is, uh, you know, going over those with a fine tooth comb. And as you know, that's going to take a hot, hot minute to get all that done. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. It's a voluminous amount of information and we all know it. <laughs> and we got to say the voluminous hit East Idaho news, you guys. It mm -hmm. hit East Idaho news. They, it was in the it. article about uh, these, <laughs> about these filings in Chad's mm -hmm. case that we're going to talk about and yeah. about the appeal regarding Lori, which I thought was so fabulous. It is voluminous. Voluminous is spreading across the land. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm. I've got it's a live well. We have a great voluminous mug in our um, merch store at TrueCrimeSquad.com. It's hilarious. We do, and t-shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. I I just have my regular old True Crime Squad mug today, but um, you know, if you're yeah. a big fan of voluminous, and we hear some of you out there already are, uh, you're gonna want to get you one of those for sure. Just go to True Go to TrueCrimeSquad.com. <laughs> Yes, or something, do something, yeah, something like that. And you'll find the link to our Etsy store there. Um, yeah, and Etsy, oh my goodness. So you guys have showed up, out on uh, ordering merch. And so these cups, which are my favorite, and I specifically bought these because they hit the lids screw on, which I think is awesome because I have spilled so much coffee over the years and water mm, and other yeah. things. And also they have two different lids so that you can decide like what you want, you know, per that day or whatnot. And they're 30 ounces, which every, you know, people that do tumblers typically do the 20s because they're cheaper, but mm -hmm. they're not very big. If mm -hmm. I'm going to drink water out of this, I want 30 ounces. I don't want to refill it every 20 ounces. But anyway, so they're a little bit, they're not as easy to get as the 20s, in other words. So anyway, I ordered a big box of them last week, two weeks ago, because you guys are going through them quick and they never came. And uh -oh. so I tracked them and it said damaged undeliverable. Uh -oh. And then there was a new tracking number that also said damaged undeliverable. So I'm like, what the hell? So I reach out to the company that I order these from and they were like, oh yeah, two times. We've, si we've shipped out a third one. So if you're waiting for your cup, I am so sorry. Uh, it's Amazon. No, I'm sorry. It's not Amazon. It's uh, UPS. Ah, it's UPS. Mm -hmm. Well, it's I was wondering if it was maybe like the golden toilet thieves, possibly the dime thieves. Messing because we've talked about them and about how yeah. dumb they are. Uh that possibly we're being uh we're being sabotaged now. I don't know. We're being targeted. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, UPS, sure. get your shit together. I'm sure they've heard our I'm sure they've heard uh, our podcast. Right? You know they listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how weird is that? So anyway, they're they're that promising they will have cups to me tomorrow. 
and uh, I will get yours out as fast as I can. But that's, if you're waiting, that's what you're waiting for. So UPS, for God's sake, you don't want to be on the FOS list. Get it together. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into these filings from Chad. So he had three filings on the 9th. Uh, a motion in limine to limit states' consistent arguments, motion to strike the death penalty based on relative culpability, and motion to strike the death penalty as arbitrary, capricious, disproportionate. And if you're wondering who wrote these briefs, so are we. Because someone a little more uh, articulate than John Pryor. John's got some help because you can't. They don't read like a prior brief these. at all. Mm-mm. There's and no they are good. They yeah. are really good. Maybe I have a thought because mm-hmm. remember how when um, Archibald put forth the uh, the his objections to the death penalty for Lori, that and then he like admitted sixty page brief that was so and, good. Yeah, and he admitted that it's just a cut and paste kind of deal that all, lots of defense attorneys use. He didn't write it, and I'm suspecting this might be the same thing where they just sort of put in some info here and there. Because guys, it's top notch. Mm-hmm. There are no errors. The grammar is all correct, and the words are big. Mm-hmm. It's not a John Pryor. And and there's no pearl clutching. There's no your honor. They're being mean to me. There's none mm-hmm. of that. No, it's so I'm suspecting is... someone totally different wrote it. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got help for sure. I wondered exactly <laughs> the same thing when I was reading these, except for that they're pretty specific. I mean, obviously they could have been tweaked, but uh I will say I'm still amazed that they haven't filed the same 60-page document that uh Archibald filed for Lori. In uh, yeah. because see, they Archibald and Thomas filed a couple of things that were specific to standing in uh, you know, defiance of the death penalty, in objection yes. to the death penalty in general, and also with this client. And that's that's done almost all the time by death penalty attorneys. And Pryor has mm-hmm. never done it, and we've all been like, Why hasn't he? Well, he's doing this what? instead, but still, I guess why also- hasn't he? He isn't a death penalty attorney. That's what yeah. we know. Yeah. He has no death penalty certification. So no. he's doing things in a very different way mm-hmm. than what you see, I think, standard, like, certified death penalty attorneys do. Yeah, definitely. So let's take a look. We'll go through all three of them briefly. Um, they are pretty uh, redundant to each other. But we'll mm-hmm. start with the motion in limine. This is the motion in limine to limit state consistent arguments on defendant's relative culpability. What does that mean? Well, what it means is that they are saying that in Lori's case, you basically said that Lori was the common thread. Lori Mm -hmm. was the kingpin. Lori was the one who was making the orders. Chad and Alex were doing what Lori said. So you can't come back in Chad's trial and claim that Chad was the mastermind. You you can't have it both ways. And they have a lot of legal arguments that support that. So basically they're saying, we believe that the state's arguments have to be limited to Chad's involvement versus Chad being the person in charge. So here's the, I'll just read you the conclusion. The conclusion is, 
The state should be limited to arguing only levels of relative culpability that are consistent with what was argued during Ms. Vallow's trial and sentencing, especially if the state continues, continues to seek more severe punishment of Mr. Daybell than his co-defendant. In particular, the state must be limited to presenting the same core theory that was presented in the prosecution of Ms. Vallow, that she was the driving force behind a conspiracy leading to the deaths of Tylee Ryan, J.J. Vallow, and Tamara Daybell, that Ms. Vallow used both Alex and Chad through emotional and sexual manipulation, and that Ms. Vallow remained in charge of the, her plan throughout. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah, you mm -hmm. can't come back and say, no, it was he was the um, instigator in all of this. They proved right. over and over again that Lori is the instigator. I mean, that was very clear in their communications yeah. with each other. But I think it comes back to this death penalty argument is the main reason for this. But I, I think it's mm -hmm. a valid point. Mm -hmm. You can't have it both ways. They've already proven that she was the instigator and she was found guilty. Therefore, they have to tweak the way that they present Chad's information. It's not that he isn't any less culpable yeah. for the deaths because yeah. he participated in all of them. But who was yeah. the ringleader? Mm, the golden vagina was the ringleader. We all know mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yep. Now, does this really hurt the state's case? Not really. Because it's they still not that are hard. planning around this, I would yep. imagine. I'm sure they anticipated this. And I mean, they still have an enormous argument about Chad's culpability and Chad's right. involvement. And it doesn't matter in a big sense whether Lori was in charge or Chad was in charge. Chad still did the things Chad did. Chad right. was still involved. Chad still is a killer. Chad still had two dead children in his yard and a dead wife in his bed. Chad right. is still as guilty as sin. Chad's still going to be proven to be guilty. So yeah. this is just making the... Uh, it's doing two things. It's setting up uh, potential appeals, you know, if for some right. reason the court if doesn't this find violated. this way. Or if the court does find this way and the prosecution uh, toes that line anyway. So they're kind of, you know, they're, they're setting up some possibilities. But also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or if the judge disagrees, uh, that would definitely uh, change things as well. I, I doubt he does. I suspect that yeah. uh, with the case law that they provided, he's going to go, yeah. But again, I think you're right. I would imagine the prosecution anticipated this, and that's not the yep. direction they're going anyway. No, but I, you're totally right that this is this is setting up potential for appeal after the fact. They want him to get a fair trial, and if he doesn't and this gets violated, that's a reason for appeal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's something, you know, we listened to the 404B objection a thousand times in Lori's case, right? Million, million. This yeah. may be the one that we hear over and over in Chad's if this goes to trial. I would uh, imagine it is, yeah. But your honor, you know, I, I can just hear it now, regardless of what they say being, wait, what? You can't say. And they'll be like, oh, we're not saying Chad was were, was in charge. We're saying Chad did these things because Chad right. did still do these things. So, yeah. you know, it's a it will create a muddy line, I'm sure. But this yeah. is it this will, is but I mean Chad's Chad lawyer, still lawyering. had a choice. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is this is good legal defense. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. want that. We want that because we want fair trials. We want people who are guilty to 
be, you know, able to be convicted and stay in prison. Yep. You know, so yeah. No, it's driving me crazy, but I have the tiniest bit of glitter right here on my forehead. It is (laughs) from, it's it's unicorn slime. Yep, unicorn slime. Mm -hmm. I cannot get it off. Anyway, so if you see the tiniest bit of glitter on my forehead right here, that's why. That's what it is. It's you know, glitter. And it's apparently stuck that to me for way time immemorial. Probably. That's pretty much how glitter is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just keep taking a swipe at it and I cannot get it. So I'm going to try to alone well, now. But uh, yeah. Thanks, you guys have no idea how weird it is to be staring at yourself on camera <laughs> the entire time. We're having these conversations. We're looking at each other side by side, you know. So if we seem to screw around with our hair or my, I know I push my glasses up a million times, like it's because we're staring right at ourselves as we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it really takes some getting used to. It is. <laughs> it really We've been is. doing it for years and it's still weird. Uh-huh. I know. I'm always having to resist the urge to fiddle and I probably do fiddle still a lot, but at any rate, uh, usually it's the eyebrows that bug me, but right now it's the glitter. So, oh, well, life goes on. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the motion to strike the death penalty based on relative culpability. Yes. All right. If you guys remember talking about that big brief that they filed in Lori's case, one of the things that that brief said, and I remember we were all like, how dare you? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Part of that brief says, ah, what they did was bad, but was it like death penalty bad? Because we don't think so. And we all went. Is this like the worst of the worst me? crime? And we're right. like, actually, yes. We, we think dead so. Children? Yeah. yeah. Dead mutilated children. Yeah, we think so. We think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, this argument comes up yet again because it is a part of the Constitution, you know. And that once upon a time, the death penalty was reserved for and should be reserved for only the most egregious and heinous crimes. Okay. Right. That's true. It That's in the Constitution, I mean, and it should be. There are lots of murder cases that go through the courts in Idaho that mm-hmm. do not meet the requirement for the death penalty. That is mm-hmm. the thing. There yeah. aren't that many of these cases. That's one reason why we cover them so heavily when there are, because yeah. they are unusual. Yeah. Oh, hell, the and guy that is- lost his shit and murdered his four neighbors here recently in Idaho. Oh, Major John is not. Yeah. yeah, is not getting the death penalty. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, and- so, I mean, it is the worst of the worst. It is uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, that uh, argument definitely is coming up because, of course, it will. Uh, but the other part of that that they're arguing is that it's not fair that Lori got the death penalty dropped because of a procedural issue with the prosecution. And had Chad waived his right to, or had Chad not waived his right to a speedy trial, and insisted on a quick trial and went to trial with Lori, they would have had to drop the death penalty for him too. But he said, no, I want to waive my right to a a speedy trial. I want more time. We want to do that DNA that they never did uh, as predicted. Uh, But, um, you know, they, they wanted more time. And now they're saying, but now we're getting stuck with the death penalty when Lori didn't get it. And that's not fair to us. Right. Now, arbitrary argument, yeah, that you can't just you know, one person gets it and the other one doesn't in the same trial for an arbitrary reason, like a decision they made prior to the death penalty being dropped on Lori. That's not fair, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
let me show you a little bit of the argument. The fundamental respect for humanity underlying the Eighth Amendment's prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment gives rise to a special need for reliability in the determination that death is the appropriate punishment in any capital case. This is from Johnson v. Mississippi in 1988. Additionally, the U.S. Supreme Court has held the Eighth Amendment demands that the death penalty as the most severe punishment must be limited to those offenders who commit a narrow category of the most serious crimes and whose extreme culpability makes them the most deserving of execution. So, in other words, there has to be a meaningful basis for distinguishing the differences between the most egregious crimes and the ones that uh, perhaps deserve something more appropriate like life in prison. So that's one of the things that they're arguing. is that Well, I, and the most egregious offenders. Yes. Is Chad more culpable for these murders than Lori? So that's where that right. other argument comes from, I think, mm -hmm. is saying they already said she was the ringleader. How can you say Chad's more culpable yeah. and deserves the death penalty when she didn't? Mm -hmm. For sure. Which, I mean... I mean, These unfortunately, points. yeah, and unfortunately, that's not at all what the prosecution said, but because they made some errors that resulted in the death penalty being dropped, it doesn't matter, you know, it's the outcome that's that what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not really about intent. It's about no. can Chad be punished for this mm -hmm. and Lori not be punished for it because one is more culpable than the other. Mm-hmm. So some of the uh, factual background that they're bringing are direct quotes from prosecutors in Lori's trial. So I'm going to share a few of those with you. Uh, again, arguing that Lori was the common thread, because again, mm -hmm. we're saying, why should Chad get the death penalty when Lori didn't, if Lori was the big bad guy? Right. So here, these are a few things that were said in court in Lori's trial. This plan was driven by Lori's desire for and use of money, power, and sex. And this plan, which she set in motion, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And there is one common thread through these murders, Lori Vallow. She is the one person who ties these all together. She's moving this plan forward. There is no question that Tylee Ryan, J.J. Vallow, and Tammy Daybell were murdered. Who is the common thread? Lori Vallow. The evidence in this case points to one common thread, and that thread is Lori Vallow. She is a killer. Lori is the connection to the deaths. Lori manipulated Alex through religion. She manipulated Chad through emotional and sexual control. She groomed Alex Cox. Lori uses sex to manipulate Chad, and Chad seeks confirmation from Lori repeatedly. Chad's telling Lori what she wants to hear. She reinforces him with sexual behavior. Chad is not going to act with Lori say, with Chad is not going to act without Lori saying so. Lori is the conduit of information to Alex. He does. Alex does what Lori tells him. Lori Vallow handed off JJ to Alex Cox. Lori Vallow is telling Alex Cox what to do. 
in these messages, you never see Alex telling her what to do. She's telling him what to do. Melanie Gibb responds, okay, Captain. Why does she say, okay, Captain? Because Lori is in charge. And this last one was in all three briefs. You guys are going to pee your pants, but we'll go ahead and uh, spill it out there. What does Chad say? Just grab me by the storm and I will follow you to the ends of the universe. Not you follow me, Lori. I will follow you. So apparently <laughs> Chad wanted Lori to grab him by the, you know, you know what, <laughs> and uh, drag him around the universe. So are you happy now, Chad? Boy, thanks a lot that we had to hear that again. Over and over. Chad's All three briefs team. had it. <laughs> it's really powerful, though. It is mm -hmm. a powerful statement from a man mm -hmm. to a woman. And I for Chad, though. She didn't drag him all around the universe. She drug him straight to jail. <laughs> but... She drug him straight to the Fremont County Jail, which ain't no fun, guys. No. So Hot pockets for Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. I don't know. That's true. Forever. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the argument here, again, is that, uh, you know, it it isn't correct to give Chad the death penalty if Lori's not getting the death penalty. That he should not have something that is more harsh than she is as far as punishment. So I'm just going to share the conclusion. Mm -hmm. For the foregoing reasons, any death sentence imposed upon Daybell would violate the fundamental constitutional principles requiring equal justice under the law and would be unconstitutionally disproportionate, excessive, fundamentally unfair, and arbitrary and capricious. No way. No way in hell that John Pryor wrote this. Right. Mr. Daybell respectfully requests that this court strike the state's August 5th, 2021 intent to seek the death penalty pursuant to the 6th, 8th, and 14th Amendments to the United States Constitution. And lastly, the last uh, filing... Sorry, let me get to the top here. Sorry, you guys. I've got too many windows open here. <laughs> These are big okay. filings, you guys. They right. Are. Well, okay. So I'm not going to really go through all three of them because they're pretty much the same. But again, so the motion to strike the death penalty based, based on relative culpability as we went through. And then, of course, motion to strike the death penalty as arbitrary, capricious, and disproportionate in light of striking death penalty in co-defendant's case, which is essentially just the same argument that uh, Lori didn't get the death penalty and Chad shouldn't either. Well, yeah, because if Chad had arbitrarily waived, not waived his right to speedy trial long before this ever happened, just like Lori did, they would have both had the death penalty waived. Because of the error made by the prosecution. Mm -hmm. So you can't penalize him for that decision. Yeah. You know, the right to speedy trial is a constitutional right. Mm -hmm. And it is a, I think it's a pretty strategic choice made by defendants and their attorneys one way or the other, based on what will best benefit them. And you can't then punish them later for that decision for something they did not know was going to happen or benefit them later for something. You know, it worked out for Lori and it didn't for Chad. 
but that's totally arbitrary because mm-hmm. no one made that choice intentionally, but right. it was the outcome. I don't know, yeah. guys. I think Boyce is going to grant this. I do. I, he's a conservative judge. He is mm-hmm. not a precedent setter. Mm-hmm. He is trying very hard to not risk appeal. That's exactly why he waived death penalty for Lori because of mm-hmm. the risk. There's no other remedy for this situation than to waive mm-hmm. the death penalty. You can't give him a lesser remedy. Mm-hmm. Th- it's, then it's still arbitrary. Like, I think they're going to do it. I do too. At this point, I'd actually be really surprised if he doesn't. Here's what I anticipate. I think they'll argue this uh, on the 29th. I don't think there'll be a ruling that day. I think it'll come out the following week in a written ruling from the judge uh, per his style. And I think he's going to drop the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I am then much more convinced that this case really is going to go to trial. Right. This is a test. This is mm-hmm. a test. Mm-hmm. If they can get the death penalty weight, there's no reason to not go to trial. There's no reason to to take a plea. Well, there's if lots the of judge, reasons, but, but there wouldn't be a well, plea anymore. But there's really no, I mean, he's looking at life or the death, or the death penalty. I mean, yeah. Lori's already got lifetimes three. Right. So yeah. is he. So mm-hmm. if they think that they have a chance to go to trial without the death penalty, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. Go. Yeah. Yep. yep. They're going to do it. So very, very interesting stuff. We'll attach all mm-hmm. three of the briefs to our case notes so that you guys can go out and read them if you would like to. Uh, again, really good arguments very well written not what we've seen in the past uh from Mm-mm. this defense particularly this i'm not saying john more... Pryor, or i'm not saying that john Pryor's a big idiot he's not at all uh but these aren't his writings uh, in my opinion they don't look like his at all from no. past stuff yeah well and if you're struggling with this okay i had to take chad's dumb face out of my mind mm-hmm. when thinking about these arguments and think about any defendant from now and going forward, mm-hmm. would we want the court and the state to manipulate the system in a way that would allow one defendant to get a harsher punishment than the other for the same crime? No, we wouldn't. No. We don't want this precedent set. You can no. see why the protections are in place. Mm-hmm. So and though that very thing has triggered a lot of appeals in the past that have been successful. Right. I would rather see Chad's dumb face in prison forever. Right. Than anything else. Me too. Me too. And so that's, you know, I know there's a lot of knee jerk reaction when this kind of stuff comes out. And my initial reaction was I laughed my ass off. I'm like, Oh, whatever. And then I read the legal arguments and I was like, Oh shit. They're right. We can't make this a precedent. That's always the worry when mm-hmm. when a judge goes against the grain as they set a precedent that then can be used in the future to violate somebody else's rights. Mm-hmm. We and don't that's want to not violated. judge Boyce's style at all. No, no, he toes the line. He mm-hmm. he's a conservative judge. He does not take risks. I don't think he's going to risk this. I don't either. I think he's going to weigh the death penalty. I think uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the response from the prosecution is. Yes, it uh, will. That what uh, case law they will cite, of course, because they're going to have their own side of this. But I think they'll lose this one. I do. I, I do as well. And honestly, I will be able to sleep well at night if they do. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried. I, I'm not either. This doesn't mean he's not going to prison forever. I mean, oh, we, no. we, we've, we've sat through Lori's trial. We've been to her 
you know, her um, sentencing. We know mm -hmm. what we know what the evidence is against them, and and you know, culpability. Right. Is still there for the deaths of three people, right. regardless of whose idea it was. Chad still participated in all of it. So well, for sure, and and that, exactly going back to the motion in limine. Do you really think the jury's going to care whether or not the argument is that Chad was a love-struck puppy that was willing to do anything for Lori, including murder, or that Chad was in charge of the murders? It doesn't matter. The murders happened. The kids were buried on Chad's property. Chad, Tammy was killed in Chad's bed. It is not going to matter. That argument is fine. No. It doesn't matter. Honestly, in my opinion, in some ways, it makes Chad look worse. That he was so weak. And frankly, he was such a torny idiot that he was yeah. willing to commit all of these crimes. Murders for Lori. For the golden vagina. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's okay. You know, that, that storm quote sums it all up. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. you're, and you're right. What a horny idiot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So does it matter? No, not really. Mm -hmm. And honestly, again, I really suspect that the prosecution anticipated that, but that's probably not the argument that they're crafting for Chad anyhow. I would imagine so. They know. Mm -hmm. They can't contradict themselves like that, you know. And and they don't even need to. That's the thing. They right. It's not like they need to. It's not like this no. case that his trial is gonna be hard. It's not. They've already won, you know, five stars in Lori's mm. case. They're going to do it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it has been said about this case that there is voluminous evidence. Yes, it has been. <laughs> I've heard that is. before. <laughs> <laughs> so do not worry. Do not fret. All is well. This is just the procedural stuff that happens in cases like this. And yep. if you are uh, a fan of the law, or of you know studying law and understanding case law you'll find this all to be really interesting and uh you know and it is it is really interesting so yeah, well done john Pryor. i can't believe i'm saying this out loud but well done john this is uh probably the <laughs> thing that will save your client's life it it, it really probably is yep yeah all righty. Well, that is that. So this is Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And it is listening party or watch party Yeah. this week. So we'll let you know tomorrow what the watch party uh, movie will be or documentary will be this week so that you can get it pulled up. It will be on Netflix and it will be something, you know. Weird AF, I promise that. I mean, <laughs> if you survived the Halloween one, as we all barely did by the skin of our teeth, you'll be all right. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still horrified, to be fair. I'm still, uh, I'm still thinking about one, it. Yes. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. I know, me too. Yeah. But uh, here we are. <laughs> so, and if you don't know what our watch party is, if you are a member of our subscription on YouTube, it's $4.99 a month, then you get to come to the watch party. What we do is we open up a chat room. We open up a live stream, just like our normal lives. Only we're not on the screen. We're just chatting with you guys. You're going to watch it at home on your own device. We're watching at our homes on our own device because we can't mm -hmm. stream a documentary from Netflix because that's illegal. So you have to watch it, it on your own. Straight to jail. 
Ah, but we all hang out in the chat room and talk together about it. And it actually is a ton of fun. It's the next best thing to us all having a chance to just get together and hang out. So come and and become a member. That's an easy thing to do. And we have a good time doing it. So watch for that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All righty, guys. Well, this is this is this and that is that. So (laughs) (laughs) have a good Monday, a great rest of your day. Please take good care of yourselves. You deserve that. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank you.